With the waves crashing, it's time for the radioactive summer break. I'm Laura Jones. Thanks for tuning in. Our community co-hosts have the summer off, but I'm still here passing the microphone around to folks getting up to good trouble and good fun in our community. Like poets, tonight it is Poetry Still Happens. Coming up, the Utah Arts Festival will have more than 100 poets and writers on stage later this month. Radioactive gets a preview with poets Case Johnston, Sarah May, Love De Jesus, and Trish Hopkinson. Trish Hopkinson, of course, you're familiar with. She's from Rock Canyon Poets, and she's been my partner in poetry through Radioactive for a couple of years now. Tonight, we renew our call for Utah poets, novice and pro, to send in your poems of summer to us. Trish and I will publish some of the best in a chat book at the end of the summer. So stick around to find out how you can get in on this. Let's kick things off, though, with another pick for our Songs of Summer playlist. This one's from Trish. Well, on my recent road trip back to Utah this last weekend, um, I, I sort of fell back in love with Michael Franti and Spearhead. And he's got the perfect summertime song. It's called Summertime is in Our Hands. Oh, let's send this one out to all the poets that are going to send in submissions, shall we? Yes, indeed. I love that. Songs of Summer on KRCL. This is the Radioactive Summer Break. I'm Laura Jones, and tonight I check in with Trish Hopkinson of Rock Canyon Poets, and we're going to renew our call for your poems of summer. Trish, welcome back for Poetry Still Happens. How you doing? I am doing great. Thanks so much for having me. We finally got some rain here. Otherwise, it has been the long, hot summer, and we're only at the beginning of August. But I think that is great inspiration for us to update folks on our project, A Call for Utah Poets to Submit Their Poems of Summer. Because I have personally pledged to put out a chat book. And my question is, chap book or chat book, either way, we want to do a slim offering at the end of summer. Yes, yes, it's going to be really great. We're looking for Utah poets to send us poems that they have written about summer, and um, they'll send us recordings as well as the text, so we can play some of those on air as well, right? Yeah. And then we'll have some sort of chat book, whether it's printed or, or online, um, that we'll be distributing uh, to folks in celebration of all of these summer poems. So we want those by September 3rd. So you guys have got a month uh, from now to either write some new work or if you have something that feels you know, current uh, that aligns with what's going on this summer, we want to hear those poems. Well, I think we need an example, Trish. Let's make an example out of you, shall we? Sure. What's, what's the phrase that you used on your website? I don't know if you still have it, the selfish poet. Yes, selfish poet, selfish poet. Basically, just, you know, poetry, first and foremost, is is an art and a craft uh, that is really important to those who are creating the work. And so selfish poet originally for me came from just knowing that this writing is for me first. Uh, it really is, you know, my therapy and my way of of working through the world. So selfish poet came from that. And then it ended up being a little ironic because I have a tendency to to really try hard to give back to the poetry community for everything that poetry has given to me. So let's hear your po- where it comes from. <laughs> What's this poem called? This poem is called First Sighting. And there is something you need to know uh, for this poem. And that is, is that uh, a rarely sighted moth that looks kind of like a miniature hummingbird 
is actually called The Hummingbird Moth. And this poem was inspired by the first time I ever saw one in my life, uh, which was in my new backyard out here in Colorado uh, earlier this summer. My, my very attentive husband spotted it and, and pulled me outside to, to catch a glimpse. And they're, they're really interesting creatures. So I suggest everybody, you know, Google that and check out some photos. But so this poem uh, is about my first sighting of a hummingbird moth and it's entitled First Sighting and it has an epigraph. Most people love butterflies and hate moth, he said, but moths are more interesting, more engaging. And that's by Thomas Harris from The Silence of the Lambs. It must have been something about Monday or the dry summer evening, making me unsure of whether I'm bird or moth, but feeling small, rolling out my tongue into the center of a honeysuckle blossom, flapping frenetically to hover against sunset's breeze and hold my space in front of the flower. A hummingbird twice my size trills by toward an imposter, a red glass beater on the porch. Funny how the humans look up and smile at the birds, watching softly, but when they spot me, they squint and stare, confused, grab their cameras, try to catch my likeness. Forever held in stillness, the lifelessness of my orange and gray wings paused against a high desert backdrop. That, so that's that, my summer poem. I wasn't sure where you're going to go with that when you reference Silence of the Lamb. <laughs> <laughs> it does set it up to be a little creepy, but they, they, are, they are very uncanny, these strange insects that look so much like a hummingbird in some ways and actually feed on flowers in a similar way with their tongues. So they're they're pretty interesting to catch, and they are, they are a little surreal, I think. I think we have our first entry in the Summer Poems chapbook that we'll put out at the end of summer in collaboration with you and Rock Canyon Poets. Thank you so much for sharing that. And it's just a taste, folks, of what is in store for you at the Utah Arts Festival later this month because Trish will be back in the land of Zion for a bit of stage time. When are you going to be on? Uh, so the Arts Fest is running Friday through Sunday this year. So you only have three days to catch it. Important to make sure you come out. And I'm on that first day, Friday at 535 at the Big Mouth Stage, which is just north of Leonardo in, the, in that center grassy area. August 27th is opening day of the Utah Arts Fest. All right, calling all Utah poets. You had an example there from Trish, but uh, it can be about summer. It can be written in summer. We're just looking for original work from Utah-based poets. And uh, Trish is still an honorary Utah because you're just over the border and you're my, part you're my partner in poetry. So there you go. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I will continue to be working with uh, Utah, of course, and really excited to be part of the Utah Arts Fest this year. Very quickly, we have some more time and coming up in a bit, more folks that will be on stage at the Utah Arts Festival. We'll have Case Johnston, Sarah May, and Jesus De Love to share some of their work and what's in store for the Utah Arts Fest. But there are other calls for submissions, and folks can find those on your website. Any that you want to highlight? So for the Provo Poetry Poem Ball Machine, you can send us up to 10 short poems anytime. We're open year round. And Utah Life Magazine is always open and they have uh, different themes that come out and you can check out that link and as well as Western Humanities Review, which comes out of Utah and it's also open year round. So there are links to all of those things, plus other prompts and resources and where you can listen and watch poems uh, either online or in person 
on Rock Canyon Poets. Just click the link for Poetry Still Happens. Hey, Trish, let's give folks a prompt because we're looking for established as well as complete novice poets to participate in this call for poems for the radioactive poems of summer chat book. So every weekend, Rock Canyon Poets puts out prompts. What's the most recent one? So the most recent one I think is really a great one to tie to summer is is it's all about some great habit you'd like to form, some new habit that you think would have positive impact on your life. And with as much as the world is changing for us today, I'm sure a lot of us have goals, whether, you know, they're for health or mental health. Um, so what is the smallest baby step you could take to start forming your new habit? And can you keep it up? So that's a good prompt. Something to help you just sort of process that is to put that into a poem. So we'd love to see those. And where can folks go to submit their poems for our project, Trish? So they can go to rockcanyonpoets.com and just hover over the Poetry Still Happens menu and you'll see the call for Utah Poets Poems of Summer. Poet Trish Hopkinson. Check tonight's show notes for a link to her poetry and our call for your poems of summer. We'll print a chat book with some of the best of them at the end of the summer. I'm Laura Jones, and still to come this hour, poets who will be on stage at this month's Utah Arts Festival, including poet Love De Jesus, who made this pick for Songs of Summer. There's a song I love called Ojos de Sol by Ila Bamba, and I've decided it's officially my favorite song, which is a hard choice. <laughs> who would you like to dedicate that to? Um, all of the non-binary women from POCs in Utah. Songs of Summer on Radioactive Summer Break. I'm Laura Jones, and you're listening to the Radioactive Summer Break, a mix of music discovery and Community Amplified. The Utah Arts Festival is coming up August 27th, 28th, and 29th at Library Square in downtown Salt Lake City. Tons of art, from fine art to street art, visual to performing arts, and more than 100 writers and poets on the literary stage just north of the Leonardo. Now in this next conversation, you'll hear from three Utah poets, including Love. They're all excited to share their work. Here's that conversation. Case Johnston is with us, Literary Arts Coordinator for this year's Utah Arts Festival. Case, thanks for joining us. I know we've got a couple other folks to add to the panel here, but I thought I'd ask you to start by kind of getting the lay of the land for this year's Arts Festival. Last year it was canceled, this year bumped from its usual June run into late August. What did that do to literary arts over the last 18 months, Case? Oh, well, first off, thank you for having me and Sarah and Love on for today's uh, show. Uh, yeah, literary arts, well, like everything in the last 18 months, it's been, life has been crazy. Um, we started planning the 2020 Arts Festival about a year and a half ago, and then we got to the point right where we started to send out contracts, and of course we canceled. Um, and so what we really tried to do over, you know, well, I mean, there were some bumps in the road, you know, of course we didn't know when the vaccine was coming, and so we uh, weren't sure if it was going to happen in 2021 again. And then, um, then we moved it to August, 2021 or, or August, 2021, obviously. 
And we lost a few riders along the way because we weren't, they weren't quite sure if June was going to have, the vaccine was going to be abundant at that time. So they had to say no for their own personal uh, choices, uh, safety choices and health choices that way. And so we lost a few that way and filled their spots um, for the upcoming August show. Um, from on my side, you know, my looking at literary arts for the stage, I really just wanted to do two main things, and that was have um, balance between poetry, between the genres, between poetry and and memoir and nonfiction and um, and novelists. Um, a lot of times, uh, literary stages are filled mostly with poets, which is great because uh, poets uh, you can they can read their work in sizable chunks that people can digest really quickly and get the whole story narrative line within a poem. Um, but the other genres tend to not get as much of a showcase when it comes to reading. So I wanted to have non, not uh, memoirists as well as novelists on the stage. Um, and secondly, is I wanted to have new voices. Um, it's great that we have voices that have been at this at the, on the literary stage for many years, but I wanted to reach into communities, uh, high school and college age students, um, that don't have the opportunity to share their work and maybe give them an opportunity to be a voice in the community, maybe their first time to give them that confidence on such a big stage like the Utah Arts Festival, like the literary stage. So they say, okay, you know, I think I'm in this. I, I believe in myself enough to go and read. So that was really my, uh, my goals over the last uh, 18 months. Let's add Sarah May into the conversation here. I understand, Sarah, you joined about two months ago with a very specific mission in terms of literary arts at the Arts Festival this year. What is that? Yeah, I was brought on, so I guess a little bit of background really quick. So I, I'm an artist and a local uh, community organizer, and I am the group coordinator for a really amazing group at the YWCA called Woke Words, which is a reading and writing group for women, femmes, and non-binary POC. And POC they are being people of color. Yes, people of color. Um, so we... Uh, so the arts festival actually reached out to the ywca wanting to highlight the amazing woke words group and then they reached out to me and said if i'd be interested in helping to coordinate other bipoc which is black indigenous people of color uh, literary artists at the festival and of course i said yes and um yeah so i am working with the community and with the arts festival to bring in amazing bipoc uh, literary artists and performers, um, such as uh, our own Woke Words group will be performing. We have uh, the Color Collective at the YWCA, which is another community group. Um, so we'll be sponsoring and helping to support uh, some of our BIPOC community members who have, will be reading, some of them will be reading their own work for the very first time in front of a stage. So that is very exciting. And yeah, just there being in a predominantly white state, there, there are a lot of these spaces and organizations and festivals don't really, they're, they're very white and there isn't a lot of diversity and inclusion and equity in these spaces. So one reason that I'm here and then the Arts Festival moving forward wants to have a position like this so that BIPOC voices and stories and art that we, we're here, we've been here for a long time, and we have something that we want to share and we want to say. And 
yeah, so it's, I feel very grateful, very excited that we, I get to be a part of this and I get to help facilitate this change and this growing awareness in our community and at the Utah Arts Festival. Well, and one of the poets that will be featured, you've invited to join us as well. And now we add to our conversation, Love de Jesus. Hey, Love. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So tell me about poetry in your life and what it means to you. Uh, poetry, I, I love it. I, I've been in love with it since I was probably a child. Um, it's always been part of my life. It, it really helped me um, learn how to process things and also express just beauty and joy and like maybe hardships. You know, it's just it, poetry can do so much. And I think it's so powerful. And like another added benefit of poetry is poets. They're, they're just great. <laughs> uh, they're great to talk to and um, bounce off of and share with. And that's, that's part of why Woke Words is so beautiful because we're all writers and artists and we just share together. It's a really powerful thing. Have you had a stage like the arts festival before? Not quite like this. Um, and I haven't performed a poem in years, like a lot of years. So, and I recently have been wanting to kind of break back into sharing my work again. So I think this is like an awesome opportunity to start again. So I'm really excited. Perhaps you could share something with us now. I'm sure you can. All right. And I've got my snaps ready because I'm a firm <laughs> believer in the snaps of poetry too. So love to Jesus here sharing some of her work with us. What's it called? Um, this poem is called Love Letter. Um, all right. So I am a love letter to my ancestors. I am the poem, the drum beating, the lungs breathing. I am at the bay in the morning, La Bamba in the evening. Salsa in each two-step, cafe in each breath. I am the wild harvest the Hibaro dreamt of. I am freedom, I am singing. I am shackles broken, platanos flattened, sizzling, steaming. I am ocean, hurricane, rebellion. I am revival, beginning, unending. I am my ancestors. I am Boriken. <laughs> love de Jesus, just a sampling of what you're in store for. So Love and other folks from Woke Words will be at the Utah Arts Festival. Sarah, do you have the schedule? Can you guide us as to when that will happen? Yes. So Woke Words will be uh, Saturday, August 28th at 4.45 p.m. And this is going to be at the Round Amphitheater um, outside of the Salt Lake City Downtown Library. Excellent. Uh, Sarah, you said you're an artist. Are you a poet as well? I am. I So I am a multimedia artist. I am trained in photography. I also weave and I integrate my own writing and poetic prose and texts into my work. And another thing I also wanted to highlight really quick is, so the poem that uh, Love read with us um, is also gonna be a part. Uh, so Woke Words this year has a publication that we're coming out with for the first time. Um, it's, it's all sponsored by the YWCA and these will be on sale during the festival and all proceeds will go back into our Woke Words programming to help bring in facilitators uh, and hopefully have some mentorship opportunities. And it's called Starshine and Clay. And the YWCA is gonna be outside of uh, the round, the whole festival. So you can go and purchase uh, a copy of Starshine and Clay then. That is fantastic. Sarah, do you have anything you'd like to share? Any poetry tonight? Oh, sure. I would love to. It's I 
similar to love i the only time i've read fanes have been maybe a brief open mic night when in high school which is a very long time ago for me but yeah i would be happy i can share another poem that is in our uh publication starshine and clay that's great and i as you're pulling that up i have a question for you to to uh, think about and that is in asking folks to come and share their work, first of all, you're asking them to come to a space that maybe they haven't seen themselves reflected in before, but also maybe their poetry is on the page, but not um, on the mic. So was it difficult to get people to say, yeah, I'm gonna do this? Uh, we had a, an amazing um, response to our application process and just reaching out to individuals um, in our community. Like this is something that like artists want to be able to share their work and they also they want to they want them to know that they're here like i know um growing up as a young woman of color in utah that i never really saw a place for my story and my uh my story and someone who maybe looked like me and had similar experiences to me so when i had the chance to share i was always enthusiastic too and I feel a lot of our woke words members and community members are, and people who are uh, performing with the Color Collective as well, are so excited and so enthusiastic. And I, I view them as, I don't know, pioneers and revolutionaries that we're here to start a new, a new cycle, a new, a new world, one where we are. Uh, there's everything is equitable and our voices are all shared and heard and appreciated and diversity is celebrated instead of feared or made to be uh, fit in a box. So yeah, no, it's, I, I'm really excited about all the artists that are performing and everyone is gonna have something so amazing and impactful to share. So I really, I highly encourage everyone to come to the Arts Festival this year and to support the BIPOC community in this mission. Great, so what poem are you gonna share with us tonight? Yeah, I will be reading a poem um, called um, Antipasados, which means ancestors in Spanish. So, right. I do not have the stories of my people, so my dreams become my legends, my oral history, my remembering of the indígena. They live in my dreams where I travel across la tierra and walk between people whose faces I almost recognize, but fade in the in-between of blur and memory as I wake. I create my story through the imprint of what came before, living within my body, fragments of a memory and alabaja seeds woven into the threads of my being. Our souls reach for each other because they remember this life is to find each other, otra vez y otra vez. One day I will see their faces and kiss the tears that fall down their cheeks. For now, I feel their movement and their power and the neplanta of wake and sleep. Oh, and that again, going to be in the Woke Words anthology available at the Arts Festival coming up at the end of August. Thank you, Sarah. Yes, thank you so much for having us. We're so uh, excited and thrilled to be here. 
Case, it sounds like a really exciting lineup for literary arts at this year's Utah Arts Festival, August 27th through 29th at Library Square. How can you give us some numbers? I mean, it looked like when I was going through the lineup, like dozens of, of writers. Yeah, we have um, we will have over 100 writers and readers. And uh, if I wanted to highlight any of them, it would be obviously Paisley Rechdel, our our poet laureate, who is such a giving a poet, um, she's such a giving person. Um, she'll be on Saturday night at 6.30. And then every day we have students. We have student writers out there that um, this will be their first time on stage. And so we have students from, you know, we have high school students, we have students from Salt Lake Community College, uh, Utah Valley, Weber State. Um, so check them out. I think giving them an audience for the first time in their life um, would be such a gift to uh, budding writers who are just kind of finding their way um, in the literary scene. It's so important to feel supported. And so come out and be their audience long before you'll be my audience. That's for, that's why I, I, I encourage you to do that. Case, Sarah, and Love, thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It was great being here and talking with you all. Case Johnston, Sarah May, and Love de Jesus. All will be on the literary stage at the Utah Arts Festival, which runs August 27th through 29th at Library Square. Check tonight's show notes for a link to the literary lineup so you can plan your Arts Fest visit around poetry. I'm Laura Jones. Thanks for listening to the Radioactive Summer Break tonight. Democracy Now! is coming up next. Emily's Mixtape at 8. Forgash and Cody D. checking in at 10.30 with Maximum Distortion. And get your rude awakening. Two hours of punk and ska with Liz starting at 3 a.m. I'm going to get on out of here with a band that will be playing the Commonwealth Room September 17th. It's Duran Jones and the Indications with you on KRCL 90.9.